really cool. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Mentality, where we will uh, spill the tea. Is that no, what we're going We for? are spilling the tea <laughs> on the stigmas, on the anxiety, on the mentality that is what, what we are dealing with in our lives. <laughs> we're going to be talking about things that people don't necessarily like talking about. and uh, I think people should like talking about them. I love talking about anxiety and, and, and fun stigmatized issues. It's fun. I know. We've, we've had some fun conversations in coffee shops, so I'm excited to get into those. Yeah. Uh, joining us today is Catherine, or as some know her, is Kate. Hi. <laughs> First podcast as well. Kate she is one of my closest friends. She is a very talented character design artist in the Los Angeles area. You can look up her work. Catherine, tell your handles and all that. Oh, uh, yeah. You can check out my work at katebudak.com. My last name is B-U-D-A-K. Um, and Kate Budak is also my Instagram handle. Yeah. Her work is phenomenal if you ever need an artist for character design or any kind of work you want to, any kind of design, I recommend her because, well, I'm biased, but also look at her work and you'll become biased to her too. <laughs> oh gosh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, when, yeah. We were, uh, when we were researching graphic designers, <laughs> I know you you mentioned, mentioned her and I was looking through your Instagram and I was like, she is amazing. Oh, like, you're... oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there are so many people um, at that level, if not higher. So to uh, me, it's but, just kind of like. But Catherine has her own her own character. Like her characters are hers, and you can tell. Like you look at different people's. Like she has obviously talent that is similar, but is really just her own and is so special. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> I just love of a friend. I, I feel like I'm in a. <laughs> so today we also um, something that we do on this podcast is we also drink some tea. Well, that's how we spill that tea yes. in our cups, and we we talk about our, our lives so yeah. today we are drinking a tea from tea spectral and listeners you can go to teaspectral.com with the offer code mental and you will get 15 percent off first hundred customers well today we're trying actually the official mentality tea the name is phoenix i'll go ahead and show you that one Smoldering oolong. Yeah. Yeah, it's very evocative. Wow. evocative. So it's a smoldering oolong, um, uplifted with floral, citrus, and lemongrass. It has lemon peel, lemongrass, and uh, yeah, it's a it's an oolong tea. It is absolutely delicious. We tried this a few days ago, yeah. and this was one of my favorites. It's supposed to inspire. It's supposed to kind of evoke getting stuff done. Isn't this the calm one too? It's like yeah. calmed. It's a you know it's you know I I have a unhealthy obsession with monsters, monster energy, and I get that like you know someone with anxiety. Been, that could have been misconstrued quite easily. I, <laughs> I have a thing drink. with monsters. Okay. It's a it's, it's Guillermo it, del Toro you know, or something. Like, yeah. all right. That's our next guest. Guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, coming up next. Um, but yeah, I have uh, with monster energy drinks, uh, and I get those like jitters, but. This was, this definitely was an inspiring tea, and I, I really enjoyed it. So we have some poured out here. You want it in the green cup, right? That's I'd love one. that. Thank yeah. you. Okay. I love how you okay. chose a tea with specific connotations associated with it because of the podcast. I think that's that's great. That's that's what we decided to do. It. Yeah. No, and thankfully, like our provider Stephanie. Well, it's gonna be she, hot. She has her own unique teas, and it's really fantastic. Which color would you like? Oh, purple. purple, purple all the way. That's 
convenient because it's the one right in front of you. Yes. <laughs> this smells lovely. Right? This is... You oh. can just inhale it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nice. There were a few that we tried, and I absolutely love the smell of this one. It, it's really good. I'm sure y'all are getting a nice earful of the pouring of <laughs> just, the tea. Just sip some tea yourself. Or, uh, <laughs> Put the kettle on, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this one, she really kind of... She, she developed it for kind of as a, she's a writer, so she likes to write and kind of bring in that inspiration. And so I, I think this is going to be the tea that I drink when I'm sitting down and writing, um, hopefully with a typewriter here in the near future. That'd be really cool. You know, I'm excited to get my blog finished and starting that with this tea. Oh, by the way. Uh, you guys talked about me, but can I hear a little bit about what you two are up to Absolutely. right now? Absolutely. I mean, this is my first time meeting you too, so yeah. yeah, a little bit about myself. I'm Zach. I don't think we actually introduced ourselves no, at the beginning. Um, We're mysterious. <laughs> we we want to keep it that way. I'm Zach. Yeah, actually, take that back. I'm going to delete out my name. No one knows it. I'm a writer uh, and producer, and I... I, I've written a couple of sci-fi novels, I've produced a couple of short films, written a couple of short films. I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. I'm very much into... <laughs> it's controversial, but Lost, the TV show, was what got me into... Stop! <laughs> this girl right it's here. one of my all-time right? shows. Oh, it's so it. good. It's so good. And so that's actually what inspired me to get into writing. Um, that and Doctor Who. That's amazing. Yeah. Both two great references. Yeah, and, right? great inspirations. Yeah. And if I make a reference like Alan Z or something like that, and like I'm really excited for Ant Man and the Wasp because it has Evangeline Lilly in it. I know. That's Wasp. what I thought too when I saw the posters. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who Ant Man is, but I want to see this. Yeah, because yeah, she's but in I want to see Kate's Evangeline Lilly. Not, not me. Kate is in it. Not me. <laughs> yes. Other Kate. There's a if character. You look in there. Kate will be there. No, no, no. You, you should go no. watch her. The... Right in the back. The oh God. I'm the double, right? Yeah, exactly. No, there's a character on Lost named Kate, and that's who we're referencing not me <laughs> <laughs> in case you were confused let me try this tea i haven't had in a while um and while i'm doing that why don't you introduce yourself oh yeah me well <laughs> my name is camera yes yes like like a camera except with an a instead of an e oh well <laughs> i i'm a video producer editor director i've worked on multiple short films written short films um, I, I write poetry. I'm working right now on an anxiety blog. That's my big passion is social impact filmmaking along with like a mental health aspect, trying to destigmatize mental health, especially with this podcast. I'm really excited to do that, to talk about mental health in a positive and fun light. And that's what I'm about to do with my, my blog and be very satirical and fun and and with this podcast. Oh, yeah. We get to be, do that old. all the time. That's my, my love, is making mental health fun and easy to talk about and not this extremely serious, sad thing because everyone has something that we're dealing with and why why not just, why don't we talk about it in a really great way that people can relate to, laugh about. If you want to cry, that's fine, too. I, I, I like crying. Crying's a great thing to do. <laughs> it gets out, the, gets out the, the oil, you know. It's all good. Speaking of that, I... Um... I was telling you this, I think yesterday, uh, I was telling my mom about what the podcast is. You know, I was telling her, yeah, we're getting ready for the podcast that we're going to record tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And she asked me what it's about, and I was telling her, and she kind of like nodded her head, and or, well, I mean, it was over the phone, so I imagine that she was nodding her head, and was just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And it didn't sound like she was too interested. And then as we got to talking about, like, the mental, you know, health that, 
my stepdad and her and me are kind of dealing with like anxiety and depression and things like that over the course of like 20 minutes at the end of it I was like you know that's that's basically the episode of our podcast and then she was like oh in that case that's amazing that's so good (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy for you I don't think she understood kind of like it's just talking, mm-hmm. but Absolutely. talking about things that people don't talk about. <laughs> well, it's great, great that it clicked for her. Yeah, that. it was she really good. She support you doing it. Yeah, because that's something that me and my mom don't talk a lot about. And it's something that my stepdad has only more recently had to deal with and, and thought about. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting because I've, I've felt like I've been dealing with anxiety and depression for quite a long time. And oh, that's the <laughs> here we are. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah, it's not something that I really, I, I feel like it really kind of blossomed more when I was in college, when I wasn't living with my family anymore. I had the outlet of like swimming, so that kind of took up all of my energy um, when I was in high school. But once I moved away and life kind of hit, you know, and the anxiety and depression and stuff, I never really got a chance to talk to my parents about it. So it was actually really nice to kind of sit down and talk to her yesterday and kind of explain what I'm going through and explain what we're going to be talking about and explaining um, what they're going through. You know, it's just not something that, that I don't know. It, it It's still kind of taboo to talk about those things with certain people, at least for my family. I think we all have family members who we yeah. were like, well, let's talk about depression and anxiety. That's not the first topic you think about when you're on the phone like hey how's the weather by the way i'm that is what i'm going through this week like oh well well that's that's off the off the cuff but we don't we don't do that (laughs) yeah i feel like that can be a pretty contentious issue especially when you have people who clearly care about you and love you but might not necessarily acknowledge mental health issues as real issues so it makes the conversation a lot harder because you're trying to get the person you're just trying to start off with them sort of giving you any sort of credibility in the conversation but yeah I think it's important that we all at least try to have that conversation with the people we love so oh, I agree and I think it's it's really interesting what I want to talk to you about today primarily because both of us have our own unique anxiety and things that we we deal with I'm an extrovert and you're an introvert and so I always joke I'm the extrovert with social anxiety it's really ironic <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're an introvert and I am Oh, I, you didn't take the test, the Myers-Briggs test. So that, that's not really, it's just a person. I completely forgot I intended to, fully Which intended to. Which is totally fine. Honestly, it's just a personality test. It's really just for fun to find out. That reminds me, as y'all are talking, I'm going to Google my OkCupid. Okay <laughs> uh, that's, that's where I last put it. You last put <laughs> it there. <laughs> Anyway, we want to continue. make sure they all know. Yes, exactly. Zach, Y'all we'll need to know sure. exactly what my Myers Briggs is. Look up Zach on OkCupid okay and find out what he is. Yeah. <laughs> so, could you explain a little bit about what exactly that? What is it called? The Myers Briggs. The Myers Briggs test. Okay, I'm not an expert on it. It is a kind of personality test that has four, I believe, four four letters to it. I'm an ENFP, which stands for Extroverted Intuitive Feeler Perceiver. Um, and those are kind of things. We all have every single letter a little bit, but we lean towards others more. Mm-hmm. I'm, I always was countering between am I an extrovert, am I an introvert? And then I, and I would look up, like, I think I'm an INFP. Maybe I'm an INFP. And then I looked up between INFPs and ENFPs after I had taken the test and gotten ENFP so many times but thought I was an INFP. Um, ENFPs are the one, like, one of the most introverted extroverts, and they always doubt whether they're in, like, extroverts. 
It's actually <laughs> it's actually noted. Like I looked it up, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's so mean." And intro- INFPs never doubt if they're mm-hmm. an introvert. Like, okay. so so the quiz is like a way of classifying an entire spectrum of of, per- yeah. of basically okay. how you how you lead yourself, how how you think and perceive and and feel and and in work. It's kind of how you could be career wise, how you can be emotionally, how you can be. It's it's all like one of those millions of different personality tests. It's a pretty popular one. I took it the first time in a psychology class in college. And okay, yeah. Okay, so I figured out which one I am. On their test, I'm <laughs> I'm the quote unquote debater. I am <laughs> ENTP, which technically makes me an extrovert. Extrovert. Um, but I remember when I took it, I was like pretty much right in the middle. Because before that, I definitely know that I was an introvert. So I guess I'm just having taken acting classes. Maybe that pushed me <laughs> over the edge. Because uh, I've always been kind of in the middle. Um, I mean, I've always kind of been a self-described, like, introverted extrovert, too. You know, I like hanging out with people. But I also really don't like hanging out with people. <laughs> it kind of just depends on the people and the situation. Like, I really don't like clubs. But it, I like dancing. So, like, it's kind of a like interesting, a you know. I can relate. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mine's probably the most annoying one. It's the debater. It's the person who likes to sit and talk about things. Oh, like, that's great for this. You I mean, yeah, it's great for a podcast. Yeah, but I don't think a lot of people like to sit down and it, it's very much a personality test that doesn't like talking about like small talk. It's very much all right. Let's get into the <laughs> let's get into the nitty gritty <laughs> of our life, you know. And uh, so this podcast is a nice kind of outlet for that one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine was like the campaigner or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what ENFPs are. They're like, oh, I have this idea. Oh, how do I do this and also make everyone else happy? I'm like, yep. Yeah, sounds about right. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, you'll definitely have to try that one out. It's it's a really cool test. You get to learn a lot kind of about yourself. And it, it tells you about who you're kind of compatible with as far as um, relationships but also friendships mm. and jobs like I know one thing that it says for me is that you are really bad at being in jobs where the boss is very much like tells you to do things because they want you to do things not necessarily because it makes sense you you don't like authority you don't like pointless authority kind of is mm. my thing which is really nice because I have a boss right now who's really chill like letting us use their, their old <laughs> office as our our podcast that's, studio. That's pretty um, fantastic. You know, so it's um, somebody who kind of uh, values your input and things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I want to I wanna learn a little bit more about what you're going to talk about as yeah. far as the introvert and the extrovert. Like, I really wanted to have this conversation because we both have two different mindsets but get along so well mm-hmm. and really understand each other. Mm-hmm. But don't think exactly alike. Oh, no. I'd, yeah. I'd argue to say that we're, in fact, quite, like, we're completely yeah. antithetical. We're opposites. Yes, we are opposites yeah. who get each other. Oh, yeah. Understand. Completely true. Um, yes. <laughs> God, I love that. But, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to talk about your experience with anxiety versus mine. Because I think they're very different. But also, we, we've had similar instances. But I want to know, as more of an introvert of kind of what, what you deal with and also other things like I think the the organizational stuff and Mm -hmm. the German phobia I want to get into too but at first if you can talk about your experience with anxiety yeah I have I guess I if I really think about it and try to compartmentalize it in my head I have a few different kinds as I'm sure many people do the biggest one would probably be concerning my work as an artist 
I went to a really sort of rigorous college, a highly competitive, healthy sort of competition. Everyone was sort of banded together in the struggle of surviving that school and getting their diploma and constantly growing and pushing themselves. But everyone's work was of such a high caliber that you just feel this enormous pressure. You know, and you almost feel like an imposter sometimes. And I hear that that's even a syndrome. Like, yeah, imposter yeah, syndrome. Imposter syndrome, yeah. yeah. And so you just feel anxiety about your work. And, you know, it sort of becomes paralyzing at a point because you feel like this need to aim for perfection. But that, in fact, will cripple you and sort of prevent you from ever even beginning your project because you think to yourself, it's, it's such a monumental Herculean task. It's like impossible to achieve. And so you put it off and put it off and it just, it really does cripple you, that kind of anxiety. And it's, it was, it was troubling during school, but I graduated and things are doing a lot better. And I did make it through. I finished my graduation project and all of that. And it's really great. Yeah. The people around were really supportive. Other students are great and uh, total inspirations. Um, But yeah, it can be a little tough with, with that kind of anxiety in a competitive environment. That's one kind. I have other kinds, but I don't know if we wanted to pause or if I should just go into the other kinds. Or... Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting because, I mean, your school, your school wasn't just competitive. Your school, it's a great school, but they worked you really hard. <laughs> they, the hours that people had to put in to make it worth it was insane um, <laughs> from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And I went to a really challenging film school and I never felt the pressure I mean I felt pressure but mm-hmm. I don't think I felt the pressure that you were feeling to do like 300 things done in like a month or something yeah that and, stuff was weird and then yeah and a note on that it wasn't even necessarily the school itself or the workload itself that was causing the anxiety it's because every individual there was so incredibly self-motivated and driven and passionate about what they were doing and they were also extremely aware of how competitive the field they're trying to break into is by the way this is entertainment art that i'm referring to this is character design and visual development for animation and so i lost my train of thought (laughs) what was i saying Um, you were talking about the school and how it's also oh right 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 so basically right so basically it's not so much the school it's that everybody puts on themselves such a high standard and they they tell themselves it needs to be that good it needs to be the best you know otherwise you know that the person next to me is going to get the job and i won't so it's more so that situation but the school does give give a lot of work you know as well man that sounds just a lot like la's experience i remember um I, uh, I I moved here, and one of my good friends w- w- had already been living here for a decade or so, and I remember talking to him about it, and he's like, you know, it's crazy. Sometimes I would look up when I was kind of trying to make it, you know, and um, and he, he's doing very well for himself now, but he would look up at the airplanes, and he would see, like, you know, some airplanes coming in and some, planes, uh, some airplanes going out, and it's like the ones going out, like, those could potentially be job opportunities that you can take, and then the job and the planes coming in were job opportunities that were being taken from you. And I thought that was a really interesting kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, I, he said it relaxed him because he could see airplanes going out, and that meant that there was, like, job opportunities that he could take. But I was like, yeah, but I would only ever see the planes coming in, in being like, look at all of those <laughs> spaces being taken I'm out. Everything I'm missing out on. Know, wow, um, okay. But... Just, uh, yeah, I, I, L.A. And, and, you know, animation and, and character design and writing and just the whole film industry in general is extremely competitive. Having right. lived in North Hollywood for two years, it was always really interesting going to a coffee shop and you look over and, like, you have people practicing lines next to you or writing a script. And having been a writer and you sit down and you're surrounded by other writers, it's both comforting and terrifying because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm with my people, but also, like, 
your script is probably better than mine and like you know you look like you're way further than I am and like why am I even doing this anymore you know I'll go home uh, yeah okay well um I mean I'm I'm a really competitive person so it you know it kind of kept me going you know it's kind of what got me up in the morning was like all right well if I don't if I don't do this somebody else is going to mm-hmm. but then at the same time I'd get there and just be like oh man like there's just so many people here <laughs> looking to do the exact same thing and yeah LA is I mean it's pretty much runs off of anxiety and it coffee. really does you know sometimes <laughs> I have to say like sometimes my anxiety is a curse and sometimes it's a blessing because it'll push me to do stuff it's like I'm not I'm not a competitive person I've learned that like if I if I find someone who's doing the same thing as me I'll just be sad and be like you know what they should be the one to succeed maybe not me you know they're doing I like what they're doing go them no nah, I'm a I'm, jerk I'm, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know I'm, I'm motivated by like what I want to do I'm like I have to do this like I want like this is my passion and this is something I want to get out there and I feel is going to be so beneficial to me and to others. And that is what kind of gets my inner mind anxiety. It's like, if you don't do this, then it'll never get done and you'll sit here and wonder what could have been and what would have been if you had just written that thing. And, you know, all of everyone else, they're writing. Why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? No, huh, 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 what, what, what? I'm like, okay, anxiety, I'll do it. Stop pandering me (laughs) oh would it be fair to say that um some people with anxiety like you and me for example are sort of driven by the fear of a life of regrets oh yes (laughs) oh yes life of regret that is the fear I I have I don't want to have many regrets I mean I definitely do and I recently I think I've been trying to take as many risks as I can it's safe risks of course but stuff that I normally wouldn't do especially for my blog I'm like oh I want to face anxiety and I want to show how to survive anxiety in all these different situations from just going either go to the grocery store which is really easy and I can do normally but I can find anxious things in it to going out to a crazy event that I'm not prepared for to going to just a networking event and how I actually get through those because that's the one place my anxiety is like you go do that I love networking (laughs) the one thing I love I don't know how like I have so much social anxiety I think it's because my anxiety I want to hear from you Mm -hmm. when I don't I I succeed so much better in networking or in like groups if I don't know anyone really I'm literally the complete opposite I love it oh I love like I, I have this dream of just, it, I think it's ever since when I moved to Utah mm-hmm. when I was in high school and got to run away and go to performing arts high school and just be, in, just be myself and not care. I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many friends. This is so cool. People like me. Wow, this is cool. I have my red hair for once. Ooh, this is cool. Oh, wow. This is so fun. I loved the idea of fresh starts, new people, and not knowing anyone. It's like you can't, no one has an opinion of you yet. No one has this expectation of you. You get to create it then. And that's really exciting for me. I'm like, okay, if I mess this up now, well, then I've, I've already messed it up and that's fine. I can go on. But if I do know them and they've already kind of have some nice expectation of me and I have to keep it going and make them like know me even more and like me even more or respect me even more or understand me even more that's a lot more pressure than not knowing someone honestly so you find safety in like the anonymity of it of the like they don't know who i am they have no expectations so i could royally mess up and 
that could just be It'd like be that's it and like yeah. that's you know that's that... no it's, it's totally fine i mean i have there's definitely a lot of close friends who i have who are like i can i can slip on banana peel today and they will <laughs> pick me back up and i don't care um but there are some there's definitely a lot of other people who are like oh what are they are they judging me today are they thinking about like how how can i come across the best my best self all the time and that is my perfectionism is once I do know people and I'm trying to keep a good repertoire how I keep it going Mm -hmm. is what I fear and like oh if I let people down or oh if I don't keep up myself if I don't live up to what their apparent expectation is of me or what my expectation is for me to be that's like the scariest thing Mm -hmm. for me so yeah but for you mm -hmm. uh, what I want to know is with like me, I mean, I think I'm a rare one who just, I love meeting people who I don't know. What For you, what do you like with, with people? Is it more like not knowing, knowing people, just staying kind of in, in your house or going outside? Or what is, what is what you like? So I feel like that's a little bit confusing for me to think about in terms of how to answer because I feel similarly to, to Zach in the sense that I have two conflicting things happening at the same time. It's sort of ambivalent emotions. I, I love hanging out with my friends and my family and socializing, but at the same time, it really, really exhausts me to the point where if I if I hang out with someone, you know, I have to, if I hang out with someone one day, I have to have a break day the next day. I have to be around, around no one else the next day, I have to be by myself. And if I hang out with people for longer periods of time, like if I have sleepovers or go on trips or something like that, I really need, I need the same amount of time, if not more, to recuperate. And occasionally there will even be a sense of dread when I know I'm going to go out and uh, hang out with friends or something like that. Not because I don't want to see them. I know I'm going to have a good time. I know I'm going to enjoy myself. But I guess it's just like almost like muscle memory. Like my body anticipates the exhaustion afterwards. Um, but oh, it's... Man, I, I'm so I just I'm smiling because that's just it's so similar to how I feel, feel that. that way too? I'm just like man. I I know I'm going to have a fun time mm-hmm. hanging out with these people, but I just like. Uh, I, I just know what it's going to feel like afterward and like I, it's not going to stop me from wanting to hang out with them or mm-hmm. hang out with them but you know there's sometimes where I'm just like man I like I, I guess I it, like it kind of almost becomes so overwhelming where I just cancel the plan like I want to hang out with them but I'm just like yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle the like downtime afterwards you know uh-huh. the the anxiety of of going out and doing it it's very interesting because it's it's almost the anticipation of it is uh, at least for me is sometimes suffocating like i've i've mm-hmm. canceled so many plans just from the anticipation wow. of what the exhaustion will be like you know <laughs> that makes so much sense like i i completely get that and i don't but i don't experience that as much which i think is where i'm more extroverted i get energy from being around people and then i need just a minimal amount of rest and recuperation and then i need people again i'm like oh this was great. Okay, rest. Oh, I need more people so that I can gain energy and inspiration and be motivated again. And I just, I keep going back to the, oh, who can I, who can I get inspiration from? How can I, who can I network with today so that I can write later? Who can I do this so that I can do this later? Mm -hmm. Um, Which I I love how there's such a difference and I love learning more about how that exhaustion works and such because I, I do get exhausted from people, but I need them to get back to to where I can be stable. Right, right. So. That, that makes sense. Um, because humans, by nature, we are social creatures. So no matter how introverted you are, I mean, it's gonna, I, I can't help but feel like it's gonna kind of fuck you up a little bit if you just never socialize, if you're home, like a, a hermit recluse living up in the mountains. 
I don't think you're going to be able to assimilate back into society very well because, yeah, I mean, we need to socialize. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I, it is weird because I, I do enjoy socializing, but the the anticipation of the social, you know, socializing. I mean, we've uh, Cameron and I have sat down and gotten coffee like so many times, and I can't tell you how many times I was like sitting there with my phone, being like, "All right." I'm not going to cancel this. I'm not going to cancel this. Like, uh, because I know she has to drive from, you know, decently far away to, like, um, grab coffee or something like that. But I you love know, driving, though. Like, I, <laughs> where we've met for coffee is pretty close, though. Yeah, that's, that's been true. Close, it's not far. I mean, it was walking distance for me, so yeah. anything more <laughs> that than was, that is far. That was, that was so close for me. That's a hop, skip, and a jump. Like, I'm used to driving that's out true. to Silver Lake, to downtown. From Orange to see me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm an ain't no mountain high enough kind of girl. I, I like driving. Like I, I go to networking events in San, I have friends in Santa Monica. So I'll go out there from North Hollywood and it's really easy for me. I'm like, oh, it's just a podcast away. It's just a, it's just a soundtrack away. Like it's not that bad. Like I get to really meditate while I go. Like if people invite me from places that like, where you live in Pasadena, that's so close to me. I'm like, I live 18 miles away from you. And for me, I'm like, that's so close. I get to just rock out a little bit and then I'll be there. Like that's. We were talking about this last night. I, the difference of what I think is far and what you think oh, is yeah. far. My <laughs> definition of what I think is far is if I'm passing out on someone's couch and I think I can drive home, whatever distance that is, I think is close. Anything more than that is further away. So if I'm like passing out on their couch, I'm like, okay. I can't stay here. I got to go home. What's that distance that I think I can make it? And I, for me, I think that's like 15 minutes. So I consider 15 minutes close. Anything more than 15 minutes, it's far to me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's such a, a specific It's a very specific way of seeing what is close and yeah, far. Yeah, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> like if I'm about You're to... like, yeah, two hours away, that's fine. No, not two hours. That's far. That's not not two hours. It has to be like within within 20 miles for me is close. That is That is doable. Obviously not in rush hour traffic. That's doable. No, but if I'm gonna be if if I'm at that point of almost crashing on someone's couch and it's late, um, usually because of just the way I am, I can get back in my car and just put on a like I'll just put on the Tron soundtrack from Daft Punk. I love and that you like, listen to Tron. I I would <laughs> never have guessed in a million years that that's you've mentioned that soundtrack twice now and I, I shout out to, to Daft Punk for putting out one of the best great. soundtracks ever, but. I would never have guessed that that's like a soundtrack that you just listen to. Uh, yeah, it's one of, of the best out there. It really is. Like I have a very rain. We can have a whole episode about music. I I listen to so many different types, but always some kind of electronic mix is what I will usually go to if I'm gonna be driving. I'm like ah, I need to I need to be awake or I need to be in the mode of like yes, this is where I'm going. I'm gonna be pumped about going there <laughs> because also whenever I'm going somewhere, it's usually anxious. I'm like oh, so I'm going to this place, meeting these people or meeting this network or going to this event. Okay, um, what's gonna make me feel powerful and invigorated? Let's see, we got the justice. Ooh, get back in. That's actually what I did last night was getting back into justice and listening to I've Phantom. Seen him live. That was fun at Coachella last year. Oh, that sounds amazing. I, uh, yeah, that's very justice. opposite of uh, I was listening to classical music on my way here. Yeah, no, so that's that... a little little different. I mean, I, 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 I like love myself some electrical music, but I was listening to classical. If I'm going to meditate or if I'm going to fall asleep or if I'm going to just zone out, classical's great. But if I'm if I'm gonna be driving, I need something that is going to 
make me feel like I'm not on Earth. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. <laughs> so to continue on yeah. the, the conversation. Oh, yeah. Back to anxiety. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, Way. Oh, um, I was just going to say, I think it's actually relevant to talk about music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one last note on that. I heard that, and I don't know if this is true, it's just something I think I read somewhere once. People who were uh, having cravings, they were recommended instead of going to snack to put on their favorite music because apparently it triggers some kind of chemical in your brain that's similar to like dopamine or something mm-hmm. where it will trigger literal like the chemical of happiness or something like that. I and need to so, try that out because yeah. yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I, I never not eating. <laughs> no. uh, that's that's amazing. I, I had no idea about that. That's but. really cool. Yeah, I think I think it's relevant. You know, if you do need to sort of get into a certain mind space, I think it's it's true. Music really can help. No, there I was reading an article the other day that my mom sent me about music and meditation and how it's really good for mental health actually to have the like positive having the music that you like or having the things that send messages to your brain waves where it just it sends that serotonin and the positive mm-hmm. dopamine that it's like oh i'm happy now because right. i'm listening to this and i can't explain how many times music has changed my my moment or mm-hmm. given me a soundtrack to my life <laughs> it's like oh not here's... to be confused with kid cuddy's soundtrack to my life no 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 no, no. but it's like i usually will go tend to go to something that's gonna make me feel happier that i can dance to or if it's a sad moment, then I'm like, okay, I just need this inspirational tone that's going to get me out of it or get me into feeling this way. Let me feel this emotion and then let it pass. So the music is the best way, I think, to really incorporate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as I was mentioning uh, before we sat down, being uh, a lost and a Whovian and such like that, <laughs> I'm a huge nerd. And I actually found out that one of the most relaxing and also inspirational music music genres that I listen to is video game music because it's specifically designed to be in the background so you're not really supposed to know it's there mm-hmm. but at the same time it's supposed to keep the pace going and it's supposed to keep the action going and so it's really interesting to have that in the background I found it's really inspirational for like writing music because it's it's in the background but at the same time it just feels like it's constantly pushing you forward pushing you forward mm-hmm. which kind of is it's a very active kind of music but yeah that is my favorite type of music. That's the kind of music that I listen to to like relax me or get me into like the writing mood. I also listen to it in my office all the time and my boss will come in and be like, what are you listening to? And I'm like, nothing, <laughs> nothing. It's, it's video game music. Oh, I think it's so important. Like, I think with video game music and a lot of different things, how instrumental music is so, like it, I think there's a lot of different cool bands that I've been discovering that are just instrumental that have so many different avenues that can really either make you want to create, write, like all these different things that you can do without have, I love lyrics, like I, I'm a, I, I write lyrics, I write songs, so obviously lyrics are very important to me, but when it's an instrumental, you can kind of create your own inner lyrics, I guess. I think that's what I feel, or you can at least kind of let your, your brain go over the thoughts in your head so that you can be motivated to write what you need to do or, or even just focus on the task at hand that you have. For some reason, the, the words that popped in my head when you were like, you can make your own lyrics, it's like emotional lyrics. It kind of feels like you're... <laughs> um, we, we could definitely plug your your musical. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, that, opening, the openings, our little jingle is the instrumental to Going Mental. Um, the song Going Mental from Going Mental, my short musical film. Yeah. 
which you should check out. It's awesome. Oh, it's so babe. good. Can they can they check it out or is it? If they email us at mentalitytalk at gmail.com, I will send them the link. It's still going to the last of the festival circuit, so we're, we're it's still on Password Protect. You can watch the trailer. The music, though, is on Spotify, Apple Music, all the iTunes. Go download it. Go buy it, please, because we need to support our mental health and going mental and keep it going to festivals and such so love our if you want to love our musical and learn about anxiety and depression in high school through music it's great i'm still in awe that you made a project like that <laughs> not would, alone I, it's incredible though i mean you made an entire short film and i think there needs to be more more material like that out there where it, it talks about stigmatized things in such a fun way, such an engaging, like, it's a different perspective. And I think you really bring that to to a mental health community. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for the plug, girl. What was the, <laughs> what was the impetus of it? Like, what was, just kind of, how did that come to be? Oh, wow. We're going into that again. Okay, yeah, great. I know. I love, I love this topic. Um, when I was a senior, Jun- yeah, junior in at Chapman University, we had to come up with our thesis. This was like the last semester, and I had a script that I was working on. I was not looking to do a musical. That was not my goal. I started actually writing again, writing songs, when one of my friends posted on social media about wanting to commit suicide. And it was a really emotional time for me because I didn't know how to reach out or figure out how to deal with the situation and I started writing a song which was I don't want to get better about how it's so hard in this world we're not allowed to talk like we're literally not allowed to talk about what we're going through we're just supposed to be happy just just choose happiness and be okay and and no don't feel this way like it's not it's not that easy and all we want is to be like we don't want to be better we want to be good enough and I started writing that song about I don't want to get better I don't want your better and I just want to be enough and that's when I first started writing that and after that I I started looking into my like my life like with my social anxiety and how I'd perceive people as like these things I loved and hated at the same time and what that kind of balance had been like and I wrote strings attached and talking about what it's like having basically strings attached you're like a puppet in this world and you're controlled by anxiety it doesn't really it it lets you it keeps you safe but it doesn't let you take as many risks or really be yourself half the time and that was when I started writing that one and the other two going mental was just a, a funny little thing about how it's so they don't talk about your mental health that's such a why would you do that they're gonna probe you they're gonna they're gonna get you Wait, <laughs> you didn't tell me we're gonna get probed because oh of this yeah podcast. yes oh, we're gonna get well. probed like listen to my song like you, to to know what I'm talking about go to the going mental soundtrack it's by Lenny Mitchell beloved Lenny Mitchell and James Neal are the voices on that um, I wrote the lyrics and my great composer Stephanie Caress came up with the melodies with me uh, she's the genius behind all of the melodies and amazing hit her up if you need a composer um but yeah go check those out they're they're a fun listen and you can learn more about the inner workings of that so. it, it is interesting the way that people kind of approach like friends or family kind of approach uh especially like when i'm having a panic ha- attack or something you know even with their even with them trying to help it's kind of like a lot of things don't help. <laughs> um, you know, it's I've for me. I've always found the thing that helps me is either turning on music that I really enjoy, or I have a 
I like to watch The Emperor's New Groove <laughs> what? when I am having a panic attack. I remember, I don't know how that came up, but I think I was having a panic attack and I was by myself and I was just scrolling through and I was like, uh, Emperor New, Emperor's New Groove, I love that movie, I'll just watch it. And, <laughs> and then I actually got rid of it. And ever since, it's been kind of my thing where I'm like, okay, Emperor's New Groove, this is what I'm going to watch when I'm having a panic attack because I love right. that movie. That is so yeah. interesting. So cool. Yeah, and I just, it's such a quotable movie and I know like almost every word from that movie. I absolutely love that movie. And it just, it gets rid of my panic attack. I remember when I was dating someone quite a few years ago and I was having a panic attack and, you know, she's sitting there just, you know, everything will be okay, everything will be okay. I'm like, just turn on Emperor's New Groove. Just turn on Emperor's New Groove. And <laughs> she's like, what? Don't ask questions, just do it. Don't ask questions. You just turn on Emperor's New Groove. And that was just like, it was a thing. But it is interesting the way that we all kind of deal with mental health and the way that, you know, if someone had a broken arm, and you know, y- you would you wouldn't go to that person and be like, oh, you can just deal with it, right? Like, you say just you don't. can't lift that box because you have a broken arm, but like, just do it and you'll be better. Mm-hmm. Just have a you better know? attitude and you won't feel the pain. Just yeah. snap out of it. You just, know? Yeah, no, it's fine. Like that broken arm is just holding you back. <laughs> um, like you know, you can you can really get through it if you just lift the box. And it's fine. And it's it's interesting that for physical kind of ailments, we're all so much like, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I completely understand. You broke your leg. Of course you can't run that marathon. But, like, if you're dealing with anxiety or depression or any other number of things and you don't want to run that marathon or you, you know, can't lift that box or whatever, people aren't as willing to be like, yeah, no, of course. I Like, I, I get it. You know, they're more like, you can do it, though. Like you can you can do that if you just tell yourself you can or something like that, you know. That that's always been like a, a challenging thing for me because I think we society likes stuff they can see physically. When like you have the broken arm, that's something physical you can really see and you can explain. But not because not everyone is in your head or they all they can see is either that you're freaking out or that you're crying or that you seem a little off or maybe they can't even tell at all maybe you are just you seem fine but are not okay the it, it's not as easy to understand and people don't want to understand things that they don't know it's hard to change it's hard to to look at something that you've never really processed before or or if they're begging you to turn on Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. yeah, they're like, I don't, I don't, I've never turned that on for a reason before for, <laughs> to help. Like, why would that heal something? It has kind of ruined it for when I'm not having panic attacks, though. Because oh, now I watch it and I'm like, triggering. wait, but I'm not having a panic attack. What am I doing here? I have to find some new films. <laughs> yep. Now I have to go watch something else. The sequel. Yeah, yeah exactly. The sequel. Um, we, we don't talk about the sequel. <laughs> There's a lot of other great Disney films. Yeah. to go to by the way i was curious camera what how do you deal with your anxiety or when you're having a panic attack because we talked we talked about zach's uh method so i'm curious oh you... yeah my method <laughs> foolproof yeah. my method. method yes it's foolproof <laughs> everyone should totally i i actually have an article that i'm gonna be posting that i wrote about this about what to do and what not to do when i'm having a panic attack what I, what I usually do, I have a few different soundtracks that I listen to. I have some smooth jazz, you know, foster the people, 
their lyrics speak to me in a way where it just helps me get through the point. Um, I also wrote an article recently about why I love my small walk-in closet. If I'm having a panic attack at my house, it's such a great thing because I can just go into, I have a tiny little four by four, three by three walk-in closet and I can just go sit in there and feel like cuddled by my walk-in closet. That's actually <laughs> something I wanted to talk to you yeah. about because when we were setting up this space before Kate got here, I asked you which seat do you want to sit in? And she's like, I want to sit in this one because it's the closest to the wall and I'll feel kind of like, you know, That's enclosed. And it's very funny because I'm the complete opposite. Like, I mean, I don't have claustrophobia, but like, I would never willingly, if I'm having a panic attack, go walk into a walk-in closet and close myself in the darkness. <laughs> um, that just sounds torturous to me. I'm um, a strange one. <laughs> I like no, to feel, we all do, like, I think, deal with it differently. I think it makes me feel safe. Like, okay, I'm in this tight space. Do I always like to be in tight spaces? No. Like, my dream home would be a really open, cool layout with all these different rooms and such. With a four by four walk-in With a four closet. by four walk-in closet somewhere. <laughs> I like having, I think having those tight spaces, it it makes me, I, I'm not, I, I can't pace around. I, I have to sit or I have to just kind of stand still. I'm able to just kind of feel like I'm alone and able to sit with the emotion and just let it let it happen. Because if I try to stop it, it it's just going to get worse. Um, Things that can help having a, I have a cup of tea. I have this special kind of stuff. I think you can get it at Trader Joe's or something. Um, maybe any, like some of the, the grocery stores. It's called Calm. It has a lot of magnesium in it. It's and, aptly named. Yeah. <laughs> it's just called Calm. And you look it up, actually. Calm, like calm drink, magnesium. And I will make hot water and pour it in. It tastes kind of like lemonade, like a hot lemonade. And I'll drink that in it. Well, just it's a calming thing. Like if I ever have to go before an interview or before something, I will drink calm. It there's no like no, it's not a an energy supplement or anything. It's just literally like magnesium mixed with maybe some lemon or something, um, and it's very calming. It it's very helpful. Um, talking. If I have someone by me who's having who who's seen me have a panic attack, the best thing you can do is acknowledge that I'm having it, not ignore it, and try to dissuade from it like acknowledge it like uh i i if i'm being held the hugs are good um i you can just ask me what i need and i'll usually i usually don't like to have panic attacks around people it's kind of sucky because then i'm bringing them into the situation i usually like to walk away but if someone's there who's just calm and like just like you know just trying to calm that not even calm me down but just just sits there with me and just kind of listens and just nods and talks about yeah you know you're yeah this this makes sense you you have every right to feel this way it's gonna pass take a deep breath okay is there anything i can do no just if someone acts like it's normal it's okay doesn't overreact and doesn't underreact it's i don't know how to make that make sense yeah, someone else freaking out does yeah definitely does do not, not freak do not like get annoyed like someone who freaks like the, the two worst things you can do is freak out like oh no what do i need to do what can i do okay like I, don't, I, I can't help you. Help me. I, I, I can't I help want. you. Help me. Like, I need. Oh like, I. Or and if you're like, uh, oh, so the weather's good. Um, can you just, like, are you okay? Yeah. Um, and what did you do yesterday, camera? <laughs> I went to the park. <laughs> and it's, oh, I'm like, no, like, I, I think I need someone who's. It's not that you need to be a certain way. It's just act natural. Like, don't, don't worry. Like, I'm the one who's worried. I need someone who's just going to be able to listen and and just act like I'm not crazy. That's I think that's my biggest fear is like I don't want to be 
crazy. I don't want to be a burden or a problem. Like I'm having this because I can't get through an issue in my mind or there is something stuck that I need to work out that I have avoided or that has just started to spiral and I just need to kind of let it go, let it let it free and then get over it. <laughs> so Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is just I typically try to be on my own because I oh. don't want other people like I don't want I to don't feel like I'm a burden on other people. People around. Yeah, <laughs> but I think the biggest thing is it's not necessarily that I have to be alone. I just do feel like with the majority of people I've felt like I've been a burden on them, but there are some people who um, are really kind of I guess naturally good at not feeling like they're being you know that they're judgmental mm-hmm. um, and those people are actually really calming to be around for me you know the people who I don't feel like they're judging me when it's happening they're just like is there anything I can do for you and um, I'm like you know turn on Emperor's New Groove yeah. <laughs> um, would you like me to be in the room with you or do you want me to go um, and you know typically after that I'm like you can stay here I don't really feel like talking or anything but like you can stay and then that's it like they just you know sit down watch Emperor's New Groove with me <laughs> enjoy it and and that's about it like for me I think the biggest thing is not feeling like I'm being judged or definitely don't freak out if I'm freaking out that's not yeah. gonna help <laughs> anybody gonna involved um, that's just gonna escalate it, it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to uh, yeah? What about you, Catherine? With your panic attacks, we both uh, have panic attacks. Like, what is what is your yeah? Thing I I can't have it around people unless they are extremely close to me. I think you, camera, witnessed one <laughs> a, a while ago. Uh, but yeah, I I can't. I just can't do it if it's if it's around people. I'll have to leave because the shame is just sort of it's just too much. I don't want anyone to ever associate that kind of behavior with me you know it's you know you want to keep up a certain reputation of composure and stuff like that but yeah if I'm if I'm alone or if I get to a point where I'm alone I I kind of I okay you like your closet right camera love my closet such Um, a great space (laughs) and Zach do you have any preference like a bedroom or open space or anything like that um not too much. I mean, I, if I'm in public, honestly, like a restroom. That sounds weird, restroom. but no okay. one else is See? in there. See, yeah. an enclosed um, space. I mean, no I don't need it to be four by four. And, <laughs> yeah. But like it's someone else, especially if I'm in public and I right. don't want, like I said, you know, the, or like you said, the shame of it. it. You know, I don't want people to judge me. So mm-hmm. typically the restroom, but that's mostly because it's if I'm in public. If I'm at home, it doesn't really matter where it is as long as it's not around people okay. <laughs> or judgmental people at least. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, for me, I kind of really like my bed. <laughs> I, that might be a cliche answer, but the bed has always been such a sacred thing for me. I like home in general is such a sacred thing for me. Camera. One of the ways that you're so like polar opposite to me is that you you're almost nomadic right like you love traveling you love going over to people's houses you love even moving you know starting over again if you if you have to that's something you enjoy to me I feel the complete opposite like I almost don't see a point in traveling or going places if I don't have a home to go back to that's so vital to me uh I'm not even sure why or how but uh yeah it's it's really important to me and the bed especially is like the sort of epicenter of the sacred sacred shrine uh, you know, so I'll like cuddle myself in in the comforter yeah. sort of thing, and what I'll do, don't judge me. Um, I, I know I mean, that, that's I, yeah. I we're, that we're do that. This is not this is not the place there. where I'll be judged. No. Yeah, but um, if anyone's listening, I know that some people think this is really weird, but I promise you, it's not what you think it is. 
I like to cuddle myself in the comforters of my bed in fresh sheets, uh, maybe with a cup of tea and put on headphones and listen to something called ASMR. You guys have, are you familiar with that? We were just we were talking, talking about, about that. that we were afraid the tea was going to become an ASMR kind of Yeah, adventure. we were actually testing before you got here, uh-huh. like, how loud is the sipping of the tea? How loud is the pouring of the tea? And she was very much like, this could be ASMR. Like, you could just listen to oh, yeah. people sipping tea. <laughs> whether they enjoy it or Whether they not. want to or not. And I think we we are trying to make sure that's kind of at a minimum. I don't right. think our podcast is the ASMR podcast. That's yeah. not our goal, yeah. I would think. So, so yeah, if, if you guys don't know, uh, ASM, listeners, uh, the ASMR stands for, uh, I believe, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, if I'm remembering that correctly. Mm. And it's, it's basically... very impressed. Very impressed. Is, oh. I don't actually know, but... Um, so basically what it is is... Uh, these people who it's sort of it's like a craft to them like they they basically make very pleasing sounds into microphones and that could be anything uh it could be the sound of tea pouring it could be someone speaking softly it could be someone tapping on something uh anything really and uh, people have different things called triggers where basically you'll get this uh really pleasant sensation in your brain it's like a physical sensation that you feel and that's why people listen to asmr it's a sensation that they get that's very it's it's just like a tingling feeling in your brain. It's it's if I were to liken it to anything, maybe it would be something like like a very 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 ultra mild high of some kind, you know. But yeah, that's why people listen to it. It's super calming. It's super pleasant. It's nothing weird. I know there are really weird videos out there. <laughs> there are videos of anything. If you so, want yeah, to find it. but if you guys don't know what it is and you Google it or something, it might come off as really bizarre. But I promise you, it's nothing. It's nothing weird. Like every there, there are communities, and there's always going to be some weirdo in every community. But really, it's a very sort of supportive. People listen to it because they have anxiety, because they have problems that they don't want to think about. They want to relinquish themselves of the burden of consciousness, and they just want to shut everything off and escape somewhere. And that's what ASMR does for me personally. It just, it quiets my thoughts, and there's nothing else that can really quiet my thoughts other than that, because I'm just being distracted by this nice sensation, and I don't have to think about anything. Are there specific ASMRs that you listen to, or are they more just, like, are they, because I, I don't have too much, uh, I don't know too much about that. Are there, like, videos slash podcasts that are just a gambit of sounds, or is it, like, specific <laughs> sounds? Like, am I going to go there, and is it just going to be, like, a carnival sounds, or is it going to be... Um... No, 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 carnival sounds are way too loud. Okay. <laughs> no way. Okay. No, is it, or is it going to be, like, someone's sitting down and, like, sipping tea, or... I, I don't know much about this. So. Um, well, I'm actually kind of passionate about it, so I'm happy to enlighten <laughs> yes, you. Yes, no, of course. It's something, great. Yeah, it's something I don't really talk about because, you know, I feel like some people would judge it just because they, they don't know what it is. But yeah, it's basically anything. It can be absolutely anything. People refer to uh, sounds that make your brain tingle as triggers, and everyone has different triggers. So it can be as something as simple as, yeah, pouring tea and drinking tea. and just For me, I think it's the sounds of fans like the sound of wind really um like i I know people who like that sound most single thing that calms me the most is if i just have a fan or like an open window but a fan's easier and i just sit in front of it and the sound the feeling of the wind going past my face and the sound of like the the whooshing of the wind past my ears just is very 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 relaxing to me awesome like i just get like teleported to another like (laughs) do you like imagine yourself on a sandy white beach somewhere Um, or is it just i think for me it 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 kind of 
it's weird because it reminds me of something I've never done before, and it's like being on the open sea, you know, oh. like being on a boat, you know. That sounds and... terrible. <laughs> Wait, did you say that sounds terrible? Oh, well, no, no, not that bad. I mean, I'm about to go dance on a boat next month, so oh, right. that, that sounds fun to me. But I don't know, being out at sea on a boat, ah, like I'm just imagining so scary like, to me. Pirates of the Caribbean, like you're on this amazing, awesome boat with like a full moon and it's okay, like nice. twilight and you just have the wind of the the breeze of the ocean like casting over the boat. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, it reminds me of that, okay. which is something that has never happened to me. So you I, like the sensation that isn't something you've experienced and it, it just sounds like a, a kind of a beautiful oasis for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. what you described to me sounds synonymous with freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's absolutely. that's 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 all that I hear when you were describing that, and that that sounds great. Like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to be alone on a boat, but there's something about the idea yeah. of it that's so comforting. It's the idea, yeah. but the like that's something like on paper that you're like, yeah, that sounds awesome, uh-huh. being alone and free on a boat, <laughs> and then you up. realize, wait, I don't know how to sail. Mm. <laughs> I don't know my, where I'm at. My mind has already gotten to the point that I'm crashing the boat, that I'm just drowning <laughs> in the water. Like, that's why I, I concentrate don't. on the sensation of the breeze. Yeah, I would, I would feel the water be like, well, okay, okay, when, when, when's it gonna, gonna go to tempo? It also <laughs> helped, uh, like, I, I don't know why that's the thing that is, uh, is the thing that calms me the most, because I also have a fear of the open water, so it's like, oh, so, yeah, I yeah, don't know, it's a very interesting. interesting thing that I've yet to even figure out myself, that I'm like, I guess this is relaxing on some kind of primal way or something like mm-hmm. that but when i think about it yeah it sounds terrifying <laughs> but if it works for you it works that's for great you. yeah absolutely oh and to finish the thought from earlier um so yeah it could be something as simple as listening to the wind but they're also super super elaborate ones where there are people role-playing i don't know why but this is a very popular genre in asmr it's like going to the doctor's office and having someone do that, you know that eye test, or maybe like the optometrist office, they, they do that light test, they shine like a little mini flashlight yeah, or something you in your eyes. Yeah, you see like the blood vessels in your eyes and such. Yeah, I've never done that, but that's a very popular thing for some reason. And then there are people who even, uh, they'll like role play as characters from video games or movies, and they'll like high production value videos too, like they'll have a whole setup, it'll look like they're really there, they're really the character, they're in the setting and the time, everything. People get so elaborate with it. So there's lots of different genres, lots of different things. And, and yeah, it's uh, it, to me, that's what I do when I'm having a... And it's just the sounds of that, of, of what it what it is, like uh, going to the optometrist and such like that. Yeah, I mean, I, personally, I don't listen to that one. That yeah. Like role play ones aren't really my thing. I just mm-hmm. like to focus on the sounds. So yeah, I'll put on I'll put on something and I'll just focus on someone tapping on something, you know, or crinkling something or doing things, you know, with uh, with sand or something. Like there, there are a billion things, but yeah, if I just listen with headphones, there's something called biannual. I think that's how you pronounce it, biannual ASMR. It's like where you hear the sounds in both of your ears. Like someone on the video will be making a sound into two microphones, one corresponding to each of the ears respectively. And so it'll feel like somebody's actually like, if they're doing a thing where they're massaging something, it'll feel like they're actually massaging your ear or doing something or, you know, you'll feel it right like in your brain. The sound is so, so amplified. And it's just, it's just really, it's like a massage for your brain. That's how it feels. So that's very that interesting. I'll have to try that out. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's my little spiel on ASMR. So that's what I, I do when I'm having a panic attack. Wonderful. I think that's a great spiel. I think that it's really important for people to know different methods of coping mm-hmm. and dealing. Like I, I've never tried ASMR, so that's a really exciting thing for me to look into maybe next time and such. So yeah.
Well, we have spilled a lot of tea today, more we than have, I thought yeah. we would be doing. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And yeah, we were, at least I am, I've been just going through this tea. So yeah. this, it's absolutely <laughs> it is delicious. Just... I love it. So I wanted to kind of backtrack uh, and give you a chance to kind of plug your your artwork and such again. Thank you. Like it to. is your time. Yeah, so course. kind of you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I never anticipated being on a podcast, so thanks for giving me this opportunity. Neither did we, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing it. I think it's really important work, and you guys are so passionate about it, and I think you could really help a lot of people. I would. This is something I would most definitely want to listen to and would be happy is out there. Um, but yeah, if you guys are interested in my work, um, you could find it at katebudak.com. That's K-A-T-E-B-U-D-A-K.com. Uh, I'm a character, de- character designer at the moment. I just recently graduated from Art Center College of Design, and I'm trying to break into the animation industry. Um, so that's a little bit about me, and thanks awesome. again. You've been a great guest. And what's your Instagram again? Oh, Instagram is at K-A-T-E underscore B-U-D-A-K. Great. Yeah, I know you've been a great guest, Catherine. Like, you've, we've been able to talk about so much, and I'm really happy with all the, the things we that we've We didn't even through. get to scratch the mystery of why she's going by Kate now. No! Oh, God. Oh, we didn't get to have the conversation. Time. It can, it can remain time. a mystery, guys. Yeah, it can remain <laughs> a mystery. She will always be Catherine to me, or Katya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, give uh, yourself a chance to plug your own stuff. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. For me, I'm camera, C-A-M-A-R-A, F-L-A-G-E Camouflage on Instagram. <laughs> Hopefully one day I'll learn to like social media and use it. Woohoo! That's another topic of anxiety we'll talk about. Why anxiety is in social media or don't go together. <laughs> um, but that, that's me, Camera Rowan. You can go to my website, Camera Rowan, C-A-M-A. R-A-R-A-U-E-N dot com if you would like to reach out and also you can contact me there if you want to watch my musical Going Mental check Fine. it out it's awesome it's on it you is. can listen to the music on Spotify Apple Music and iTunes please and listen to our podcast which should be on iTunes Spotify and yep. all of the places you can see podcasts please like and follow share us and, and share subscribe and, and subscribe whatever and whatever, the, whatever this is our first other. one so we haven't even put it out yet and when once we do now then we'll have all the 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 correct stuff to tell you but well, if people are listening to it it's out so. it's out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's out now so thank you so much for listening we will be back again and spill more tea on more mental health and stigmas so yeah this is fun and uh, my name is Zach. Uh, you can find me at Instagram at epsec, E-P-S-E-C-H. And there you can keep up with everything. And for Mentality, uh, you can keep up with us on Instagram at, at Mentality Talk. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you later. Yeah, we'll be back soon. Spill more tea and see what we can learn about anxiety. <laughs> We're going to have to work on this outro. Yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> um, Bye. 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 Thank you.